0: Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Haley. In today's episode, um, we're just diving right into this, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We don't really have our intros um, really that strategized these days. (laughs) As I'm sure um, you've noticed. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about how to take small steps into a healthier lifestyle. This was actually a request from one of our listeners, Mm -hmm. something that we probably would have made an episode on eventually. We just didn't really have it on the top of our list because we weren't entirely sure how to go about it, I Mm -hmm. don't think. But I'm really glad that they asked. It's going to be probably mainly Haley giving you tips, to be quite (laughs) honest, Um, because she's the one that actually took small steps into a healthier
1: lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. When we were brainstorming this episode, we were laughing because (laughs) Jessica was like I didn't really get to take small steps (laughs) she was just kind of like thrown into the deep end of like
0: okay (laughs) like good luck I fucking dove headfirst into a healthier lifestyle and that is because I you know got really sick to the point where I literally didn't have a choice but to go into a healthier lifestyle Mm -hmm. and completely change the way completely like you know, just literally in a day completely changed my entire lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely think that I can give tips on how to take small steps, but personally, I took a lot of very big ones. So
1: yeah, well, there are going to be like similarities between the things that actually work for establishing like new habits that you have to build. And I do just kind of want to say like a healthy lifestyle is going to look different for everybody, whereas like I might incorporate workouts into my healthy lifestyle, like somebody who's chronically ill, maybe working out isn't Mm going to be the best thing for you. So I think it's really identifying those healthier shifts that you want to make and what's going to be good for you. And starting there don't just do it because everybody else is doing it you know yeah
0: these are just overall tips for the things that we've implemented into our lives and it doesn't mean that it's something you need to implement into your life you know Mm -hmm. like uh, for example i will probably talk a lot about like detoxing and packing supplements well Haley's not gonna be like oh I'm gonna start detoxing and packing my (laughs) supplements now because she doesn't need to do that yeah (laughs) or maybe she will I don't know she'll have a revelation after this (laughs) yeah that's kind of funny she'll be starting those coffee enemas here soon don't (laughs) worry (laughs) Uh. okay but another thing I do want to say too is um when I'm gonna be talking about like the I can't think of the word the small steps into a healthier lifestyle the tips that I'm gonna give I am definitely giving those because I don't want anybody to get to the point where I was Mm -hmm. so like I I didn't have like that terrible of a lifestyle but it was definitely a lifestyle that you can't have if you become chronically ill. Mm -hmm. And so when I became chronically ill, because I had to change it so much, it really did rock my world going from my lifestyle to a completely different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I share things so publicly now and share about my illness in general, like out there is because I don't want somebody else to get to that point. Mm -hmm. If you start taking small steps now into a healthier lifestyle, Mm -hmm. then hopefully you won't get to a breaking point like I did with my health. Yeah. So.
1: Do you feel like any of it was like preventable for you?
0: Um, I mean, there's I wouldn't say like preventable the illness itself, but there's definitely things I could have done differently to where it wouldn't have rocked my world so much. You know what I mean? Like I could have already been eating better. Yeah. I could have already been drinking less, you Mm -hmm. know, like I could have already been doing a lot of those things to help myself out, but I wasn't. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's. It's because it's hard to kind of figure out how to get started. And I think for me, like obviously like the shifts that I've made have to do with health and fitness, like eating healthier, working out more often. But I also think about things like reading and like like that is something that I truly feel like is has made my life better. It's made my mindset healthier, things like that. So I'm just going to be talking about how I've kind of made those shifts with my habits and how you can kind of implement some of those things as well, just based on the research and the experience that I have with that too. So
0: I think we should start with that. So you mentioned that like reading is a part of it. Um, And I think that's like a huge thing. Like you have read books about creating habits and about Mm -hmm. like helping yourself learn to get into a healthier lifestyle. You read books about that. It teaches you things and then you can implement things into it I mean hence the reason that you guys are listening to this episode right now you are trying to learn how to take steps into a healthier lifestyle and so that's something that you can do like buy books about it um, listen to podcast episodes about Mm -hmm. it there's a lot of other podcast episodes out there not that they're better than ours but there's a (laughs) lot of other episodes out there that you can listen to (laughs) to learn
1: (laughs) yeah yeah well and so one thing I want to start with is like so if you were like I want to read more often I think something to maybe consider with implementing that habit is how you can make that like as easy as possible for yourself to get started because I was kind of thinking about this when you were talking about like you can listen to podcasts I think like listening to a podcast or listening to a book on audible is actually going to be easier than like establishing the habit of sitting down and reading every day because if you think about it it's something that you can do while you're doing something else Mm -hmm. so It's kind of like stacking the new habit on top of a habit that you already have. So like for me, I mean, so I read, but so I wake up in the morning and I read first thing in the morning. So like that's kind of my routine. My routine is wake up, mix my pre-workout, and that's like time for me to read. So I just, I don't know, I use what I'm already doing to kind of fit and schedule something into my day. Um... And I think that that's really where you can start. Or maybe get a book on Audible and listen while you take a shower or while you commute to work. But I think that making the new habits like as easy as possible for yourself is going to be the smallest step that you can take in the right direction.
0: I like what you said there because like, for example, when I first started listening to podcasts, I was like, I'd never listened to a podcast before, so I didn't know when I was supposed to listen to it or like how I was supposed to really listen to it. And I started just listening to them in my car while Mm -hmm. I was driving places because it's like, what else am I doing? I might as well just have a podcast playing instead of my music and see if I like it. Mm and then. I ended up getting, like, really addicted to listening to podcasts yeah. while I was driving. And it's just so easy because you're not technically taking any more time out of your day no. to do that. No. You're just adding something that's extra beneficial on top of something you're already doing.
1: Yeah, well, and like you said, replacing the music with the podcast mm-hmm. because the podcast is going to add more value to your life than maybe listening to the same music that you mm-hmm. listen to all the time. So I think that, like... Just finding those little swaps, too, that you can, like replacing the bad habit with the better habit as well.
0: Not that listening to music is a bad habit. I love (laughs) to listen to music, yeah. The way that you said that was funny. Yeah, no, it's not a bad bad habit. habit. (laughs) Um, I also liked how you said you mix your pre-workout and then you drink that while you read, correct? Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, there's definitely been times where I've like made myself my coffee in the morning and then I've been like, okay, well, what do I usually do while I sit and drink my coffee? I scroll on social media. Let's be real. That's what everybody does. Mm -hmm. So just swap that out for a book Mm -hmm. and just make yourself read until you're done with your cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's a place to start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to like looking at your routine, it's really just figuring out like, okay, here's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Now, what can I use to lead me into this new thing that I want to implement? So getting up and making your coffee instead of scrolling social, like reading or Mm -hmm. doing some research or something like that instead of what you've been doing and using your coffee that you're already doing as the cue Mm -hmm. to lead you to the next thing. And that's like a really big thing when it comes to habits is identifying what cues and what things are triggering you to do other things too like this can come with like breaking a bad habit as well. Like I don't know, let's say let's say you're trying to give up alcohol. If you have your wine racks like sitting in your kitchen out on the counter, it's going to you're going to see the wine. It's going to be that temptation and then in your mind you it's easy to grab the glass of wine. So it's like what what is cueing you to want that drink? And then what can you do to kind of remove that cue? Can you put the wine in the cabinet? Could you dump the wine out? Could you give it to your neighbor? Could mm-hmm. you give it to a friend? So just kind of identifying like what it is that makes you want to do that thing and seeing how you can kind of remove that or, or add a cue to actually make a habit, like a healthier habit stick too.
0: That made me immediately think of like the reason that I don't buy like shit junk food at the store mm-hmm. because I know if I see it in my cupboard, I'll eat it. <laughs> But if it's not in my cupboard, then I won't eat it Mm -hmm. because I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And so like that was a huge downfall for me moving back in with my parents because I have four nieces who come over and visit Mm -hmm. my parents' house. So my mom always has those delicious little children's snacks at my house. And me being a stoner, those are really dangerous to be in the same house of. And like most of them are gluten. Most of them have dairy. Most Mm -hmm. of them are complete shit for me. But when I see them, every time I open up the goddamn cupboard, like, I'm talking every single flavor of Pop-Tarts you could ever wish for Mm -hmm. is in that cupboard. And I'm just like, I want to just light a match and throw it in that cupboard (laughs) and just let it all go to flames. You know what's (laughs) funny is
1: I instantly thought of Pop-Tarts because one time I checked on Koda at your house... Dustin raided their pantry and took Pop-Tarts home.
0: (laughs) Because everybody knows my parents' pantry is like freaking gold for snacks. Mm -hmm. Everybody that knows me knows that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also think about my mom, too, because my mom, she like buys all of like the Costco muffins, like croissants. Let's
0: talk about the snack cupboard that used to be at your house when we were little.
1: (laughs) It was, yeah, like a snack
0: garage. (laughs) Like a snack bunker. (laughs)
1: No, but my mom does this thing where she leaves all of the shitty food on the counter and so it's that's like, such a bad habit because you're going to grab that thing. first yeah it's like if you put the apples on the counter versus the the snacks you want to avoid like oh. you're going to be more likely to eat the apple than the snack. yeah like so. make
0: yourself work for it at mm-hmm. least like you know like hide it I don't know yeah in the basement or something yeah or you know, for sure. Put it like really high on top of the cupboards. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how bad do you really want that snack? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's not necessarily that there's like good and bad things, but it's identifying like, what do you want to do more of? Yeah. Like, if you want to eat healthier, like buy the healthier food, <laughs> put the healthier food in the front of the fridge, at eye level, in the pantry, at mm-hmm. eye level, in the fridge, like things like that. Because it's, as soon as you open the fridge, it's going to be easier for you to make the decision that you want to make.
0: And that is like a perfect transition into talking about just steps into eating healthier, Mm -hmm. because that is such a hard thing for everybody eating healthy. It's not an easy thing to like, you don't just wake up one day and you're like, okay, like I eat healthy now. That's all I do. Like you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know for me personally, the one thing that I really had I mean there's lots of things that I had to learn in order to eat healthier because I ended up having a lot of food allergies which Mm -hmm. makes eating really really difficult Um, and so some of like the tips that I used to take small steps into eating healthier was really setting time in my week to just meal prep once a week Mm -hmm. so a big thing for like being chronically ill is like you don't have energy, you know, like, and you don't want to cook every meal from scratch every night of the week. And going out to eat isn't really an option because mm-hmm. you're either broke or you are allergic to everything that is out there mm-hmm. if you go out to eat. And so, like, making myself have like every Sunday night to just actually cook a meal, but mm-hmm. then not just cook that meal, cook. A bunch of that meal, mm-hmm. so that I have meals for the week. Yeah, and you're only cooking once technically. Yeah, right. But then you have your meals for the whole week, mm-hmm. so that has definitely really helped me.
1: Yeah, and it makes it so much easier come meal time because mm-hmm. you have those things like prepared in your fridge for sure.
0: Yeah, and I also think buying like, um, you know, obviously there's like Tupperware, but I think buying glass mm-hmm. to have your food in is even better because I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the microwave. <laughs> Um I use it, but yeah. I'm, it's not like my favorite way to heat up food. And so if you have glass dishes that you're putting your food in, mm-hmm. um I don't know can't like the glass dishes from Costco yeah, with like, like the Pyrex snacks. Type. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's yeah. the word I was trying to look yeah. for. Pyrex dish. Um throw that in your fridge and then you can just pull that glass dish out, take the lid off and just put that in your oven mm-hmm. and you can heat it up that way Super too. Easy. So.
1: And I will say I've never been huge for meal prep. I know you haven't. (laughs) It's weird because if, when I used to prep like all of my food, it would come time to eat and I would be like, Oh my God, I do not want to eat anything like that. But I think identifying the things that you do enjoy, because if you're trying to like force yourself to do something that you hate, that isn't satisfying or like eating foods that you don't like just because you think that you're supposed to eat them. You're not going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. So it's like really figuring out what it is that's going to work for you. And I do like to meal prep, but I like to meal prep like just chicken or just rice or like one dish so that I can kind of mix and match things Mm -hmm. and then. I use my air fryer because it cooks everything else so quickly, you know, so.
0: Um, The whole rice thing too, I found what works really good for me is because I hate cooking rice. Cooking Mm -hmm. rice is a pain in the fucking ass. Let's Mm -hmm. be real. No one enjoys cooking that shit. So I know like from Trader Joe's, the frozen Mm -hmm. organic rice, you just pop that shit in the microwave for a minute and then you have like two servings of rice. Yeah. Yep. And it's fucking amazing.
1: I did find frozen rice at other stores besides Trader Joe's too. So if you don't have a Trader Joe's nearby, I'm sorry, but (laughs) it might be available. Um... (laughs) In the freezer section at your other grocery store as well.
0: I'm sorry. That sucks for you. Well, <laughs> you don't have a Trader Joe's. Shit.
1: <laughs> now we're super far from Trader Joe's. We're going to have to make like specialty <laughs> trips to Trader Joe's.
0: Okay. Everybody look out for the grocery shopping content from Haley and I in the new year. Because we are going to be gro- uh, like shopping at grocery stores that we are not familiar with. Yeah. It's going to be interesting.
1: The one that Dustin and I went to, it was a little bit pricier.
0: Which one was, was it? IGA. IGA, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but they I,
1: had every single flavor of Zevia, so that was great. So
0: I heard IGA is similar to Thriftway, which okay. is in West Seattle, and okay. I love Thriftway. Oh, cool. It's fucking expensive, yeah. but it has all of my specialty shit that I, I was, like. like, shocked. So when I, heard like, learned that about IGA, I was like, oh, shit, because I'm going to be living right next yeah. door. Yeah. <laughs> had to check it out. I'm <laughs> excited. Okay, um another thing, another tip for eating healthier. Um just buying like snacks To have Mm -hmm. on the go. I know that's a big thing that you had to learn to do. It's a big thing I had to learn to do. Um chomp sticks are my number one recommendation all the time. I'll put a link in the show notes for chomp sticks. You got me hooked on those. They're so amazing. So cool. They're literally grass fed beef sticks.
1: Yeah. I and I feel like a lot of like on the go snacks are typically like Mm carby foods. And so it's kind of nice to have like a serving of protein that you can just like throw in your purse or leave in your car mm-hmm. and like take it when you go somewhere.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be refrigerated like mm-hmm. none of that shit, yep. which makes things difficult. It doesn't have gluten in it. It doesn't have dairy in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have eggs in it. <laughs> All my favorite Perfect. things. <laughs>
1: Perfect.
0: Um, and you did mention Zevia, by the way. I think that's something to mention. Because we both switched to Zevia when we wanted Mm -hmm. to not have such terrible beverages in our lives.
1: Yeah. So I think just like finding, I kind of talked about this earlier, just like swaps for things that you already use or drink or whatever you want to say for that. (laughs) But like, so if you're drinking soda, getting a soda replacement like Zevia. Zevia. Sponsor us. Yes
0: we'll have to figure that one out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just easy to swap something out that's so simple like that. And Zevia is absolutely incredible. It's not like any other sparkling water I've ever really tried.
0: No, it tastes way better than most sparkling um, waters, seltzer waters, whatever the heck you call them um I like it because it's made with stevia I also can't drink a lot of it because mm-hmm. it's made with stevia um I'm super sensitive to stevia stevia actually targets tick-borne illness which I learned which totally makes sense on why if I drink too much zevia I feel terrible yeah it's so weird but if I just have a little bit I like a stevia here and then like you know it's really freaking delicious like it actually tastes like real soda yeah
1: I did notice though so I actually poured it over ice the other day uh, It literally it, it like it doesn't taste the same in a glass as it does out of the can
0: I have noticed that it's I think so I did that weird. once
1: I don't know if it's the carbonation or what it is it tasted
0: flatter right yes. yeah well I
1: was like this doesn't taste like Dr. Zevia mm-hmm. like what the hell so. yeah so
0: keep it in the can yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, another tip is to use Instacart. Um I heavily relied on Instacart mm-hmm. when like I have periods of time where I'm like I can't fucking go to the store right now. That's too exhausting for me. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Um Instacart delivers your groceries to you. Yeah. So you just go right online and put in your zip code. Um you can do it without actually having an Instacart membership, but you can also get a membership for like a fee which gets you like cheaper shipping or free shipping or something. Oh, cool. I'm not sure. Um, or free delivery, not shipping. <laughs> um, But I used that one Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when I like didn't make it to the store until like right before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I do not want to go to the store right now. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds and terrible. Mm-hmm. And so I Instacarted everything and in like two hours it showed up. Yeah, Some nice guy delivered all my groceries. That's nice, And I was like, bless your heart yeah. for going to Costco yeah. the day before Thanksgiving.
1: Well, it's like when you <laughs> think about like from what I know from habits too, this can actually be like a really beneficial thing for you if you're trying to not buy all of the unhealthy food that you don't want to eat. Um, A book that I read, Atomic Habits, he actually talks about like going to a different grocery store and I actually never really considered the Instacart thing because it's like you get so used to like walking around the grocery store in the same path in the same cycle and then when you see the foods you're like yes I want that whereas if you do Instacart it removes so much of that temptation Mm -hmm. you can stick to the list and just get the things that you need.
0: So this actually is um, uh, something that me and my boyfriend, Stephen, butt heads about because he is very like um, he's a big meal prepper. He's a big like I eat the same things every day, every week. He has not tried very many foods in his life, which drives me nuts because I want to introduce him to everything in life. Um, but it's so funny because we've gone to the grocery store before for like him to buy his like food for the week. Mm hmm. He it's like he's on that fucking grocery store game that used to be on TV back in the day Money. where you're just like running through that place, pulling shit off the shelves <laughs> like exactly like you're being get. timed. And I went the first time I went with him, I was like, Jesus Christ, like now I don't even go in with him. If, he, if he's like, I need to stop by the store, I'm like, okay, I'm staying in the car.
1: That's so Because funny. I can't walk
0: as fast as him. Mm-hmm. He he does not get distracted by anything else in the store. He just gets what he needs and he leaves. And I'm like, props to you for being able yeah. to do that. But me personally, I have a bad habit. I know when I go to a grocery store, I am interested in what new products are there. Mm-hmm. like I think that is a big part of like, I have so many fucking food allergies that I am looking for new products yes. that are actually tasting good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, I do want to look for those things, but like he has that dialed in and I think it's really great. It obviously works for him, Yeah,
1: (laughs) but you also have to check like ingredient labels and like all of that. So it makes sense that it takes longer for you. I can imagine you in like whole foods for like a full day. (laughs) Oh
0: my God. Okay. When I first started to experience whole foods, I had a lot more money than I have now. Let's be real. (laughs) Um, I don't shop at Whole Foods anymore. I won't let myself go to that (laughs) store for a reason. But I would go into Whole Foods and I would literally like, you wouldn't hear from me for like two hours. I would just be in. I would walk so slow. Mm -hmm. I'd pick up every single item and read the ingredients. Set it back down. And like, it was like fucking Disneyland mm-hmm. for me in there. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. But goddamn, is it expensive.
1: <laughs> one other tip that I'm thinking about for like groceries and stuff that just popped into my mind when we were talking about like taking the same route, actually sticking to like the... Wait, per- wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Did you say route?
1: Yeah. Route. Route.
0: Oh my God. Now no. I don't know which one's right. Sorry. <laughs> that, sure I got kind of distracted. I'm sure one of those words you can say. I say route. <laughs> You say root.
1: No, I think sometimes I say route.
0: Okay, sorry. Go on.
1: (laughs) No, but if you stick to the perimeter of the grocery store, a lot of the time that will help you avoid a shit ton of temptation. Like the produce is on the outside, like the proteins on the outside, like all of that shit. But. Still, it's like you're gonna have to go through the grocery store checkout line, which is filled with like candy and shit
0: like that. Hey, but if you go to Trader Joe's, the chopsticks are at the checkout line, so just saying (laughs) (laughs) another Trader Joe's sponsor us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I think that's important too. You will have to go into the middle of the grocery store if you wanna get your Zevia though. I'm really sorry. Or
1: Kodiak (laughs) cakes.
0: (laughs) But that is a big thing. Mm -hmm. All of the healthy food is on the perimeter of the grocery store. Yeah.
1: And I will say, too, like not everybody's going to have access to be able to like make the same choices. Like some people might have to buy like canned vegetables or mm-hmm. canned produce and stuff like that um, just because it's a little bit less expensive. So don't feel bad if that's something that you have to do. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And just like it, this obviously is small steps, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't need to implement all of these right away. You know, like it takes time take one of these pieces of advice and start doing that. And then as soon as you get comfortable in that, you can maybe take something else from this episode Mm -hmm. and start doing that. Um, I was also going to note like people that have to eat like organic, like myself. Like I try to eat strictly organic because it is best for me. Mm -hmm. But organic is way more expensive than regular. So like something I learned, which I don't think most people know, is that there is such thing as like the dirty dozen. Yes, and the clean fifteen. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you just Google that, then you'll know what I'm saying. But yeah. like, there are certain fruits and vegetables that are they have like an outer shell or an outer skin, like so a banana they're or yeah, a pineapple, yeah, so they're more protected from like the pesticides that get sprayed mm-hmm. on the crops. So you can technically buy those ones non-organic, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously, it's still not perfect, but it's it's a step. Yeah, so.
1: For sure. And that's kind of leads into something I want to mention, too, is like you're not going to be able to do a complete overhaul in this episode is about taking small steps. So just don't try to change everything at once or else you're going to end up frustrated, exhausted, and back to square one. And I do think it's actually better to take small steps and change one thing at a time. Like I actually hear a lot of people talk about If you're changing your relationship with alcohol, don't try to start a new diet because it's just going to be hard for you to do that. So just something to think about for sure.
0: Let's talk about um, like getting more active in lifestyle, because I know that you went through that and you taught yourself how to do that by taking small steps to it.
1: Yeah. And so I think like really when it comes to exercise, and this is something that I really try to reinforce, like with the girls in my boot camp and like people who are like, I just, I want to create some consistency is to start small and to do something that that doesn't feel like such a chore and and doesn't take a ton of time. So I actually, in I'm going to mention this book again, this book that I read, Atomic Habits. He talks about the two minute rule. So if you can do something for two minutes, like only long enough until it starts to feel like a chore, you can start to build up that consistency. So even if it's like going on a walk around your neighborhood or walking to the top of your driveway or doing like 20 push-ups or 20 squats or something like that, the more consistently you do that, then you're going to have the habit built. Habits require consistency. So if you can show up for two minutes a day, you're the person who shows up every day for your workouts. Once you're that person, you can build on and expand upon that. And obviously like... You might be like, who's going to work out for two minutes a day? So maybe me. you can make this. <laughs> maybe it's a 10-minute workout, you know, not something that is like an hour long that is like deadlifting. Like, I just think about my personal experience. I used to drive 30 minutes to my personal training session, work out for an hour with my trainer. He would make me lift heavy weights. And I always just was like, fuck this. Like, this is such a chore. And I wasn't able to stay consistent with it, right? But as soon as I started to make it easier for myself, I stopped commuting. I started working out at home. I started doing something that was just 30 minutes. I started picking my own weights so I didn't want to cry when he was like, (laughs) deadlift this 75 times. Like, it just, it was so much easier for me to create that consistency once I started doing something I enjoyed that wasn't super complicated that didn't feel like super overwhelming or like it was a chore that's when I was able to create consistency so so figure out what you like and like don't just do what everybody else is doing or tells you to do you know I kind of thought working out with a trainer was the only way I was going to get results you know that's
0: I mean I totally get that thinking like Mm -hmm. when you hear a personal trainer you think that like oh yeah, if I work with them, they're going to get me the results that I want. Like that's just, it's kind of like what I used to think about doctors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like adding accountability, because the reason I like to work out with a trainer is because like, I didn't know what to do for my workouts. I needed somebody to like keep me accountable. So when, like when I started working out with other friends and like having my online boot camp that helped me stay accountable in a different way. Um, so just something simple like that, whether it's like a friend that you text or like something like that, mm-hmm. like just adding a little layer of accountability can help. A lot of people like to share like workouts on social media to stay accountable, whatever works for you. you yeah.
0: Know? You just got to try a lot of different things until you find what works for you. Um, and that goes with everything in this life. Just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean that that's gonna, what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. But you don't know until you try also. Yeah. So you have to try.
1: And you have to try long enough for you to kind of get past that like initial. Yeah. Because it's like if you try this diet and it doesn't work in the first week. And then you go to this diet and then this diet and then oh, this yeah. diet. Like none of it's going to work. So you, you have to find something that feels good that you know that you enjoy. And then you have to do it long enough for it, for it to be a habit, you know?
0: So, Mm -hmm. and then I know like my personal experience with getting more active. Um, obviously when I got really sick, I wasn't able to be active for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the point where I'm like, okay, now I need to try to get myself back into being active. It's still something that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. like really hard. Um, cause it's not easy. I don't have the energy, you know, for mm-hmm. it these days. And if I do work out, I feel like I got hit by a bus for yeah. like five days and that's not easy because that doesn't make you want to continue to work out. No. And that's e- even really something simple. But, um, I did actually kind of realize that like I can get myself to go on a walk
1: with your dog. With, well, with
0: my dog, that first off helps get me yeah. out. So like, I'm not only taking care of myself but I'm taking care of her at the Mm -hmm. same time so that's been a huge help but I can also plug a podcast into my ears or you know even listen to music if I don't want to listen to a podcast Mm -hmm. but just to have something that kind of takes my mind off of the Mm -hmm. physical activity that I'm doing because if I'm on a walk in silence then I'm the whole time thinking how much I hate this walk yeah. and I just want to be back home in my bed yeah, <laughs> like eating a snack <laughs> but if I'm on a walk and I'm listening to a podcast then I can tune out those thoughts For and just sure. keep walking yeah it's you know like
1: a little bit of a distraction
0: exactly and then I did kind of have to realize my body doesn't work the same as it used to before Mm -hmm. I was sick. My physical activity isn't the same as it was back then. Mm -hmm. And that's like hard to accept when you go from somebody that played sports their whole life to Mm -hmm. somebody that now can't do a 30 minute workout. Mm -hmm. It's like frustrating on yourself, but you know, you have to realize that you're not the same person as you were back then and just accept it. But Like you just have to learn like, okay, what can I do differently of physical activity? Mm -hmm. You know, like now I can do, I never did yoga before in my life. Mm -hmm. And like, then I tried yoga because it was slower. Like it's not easier. I wouldn't say because it's still really fucking hard. I hate yoga. (laughs) But like, at least I'm not having to run up a hill. You know what I mean? Like it's a different type of physical activity and I can if I get lightheaded, I can just lay down on the mm-hmm. mat and guess what? That's still a fucking yoga pose. Yeah. Did you know that? Corpse pose. You're, you're still doing yoga even if you lay on the mat. That's the best favorite. part. <laughs> so like I just had to find different physical activity, but yeah. it's still physical activity.
1: In like a yoga studio that I know you like the heat mm-hmm. and like some yoga studios have like infrared lights. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's kind of more exciting for you to go do that because you know that there are going to be the other benefits too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a little bit more rewarding Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's something too that I would say is like when it comes to, to working on creating a new habit or building a healthier lifestyle, if you can reward yourself along the way, that's actually something that's going to help you stick with a habit. And honestly, you can do this like in the simplest ways. Like for me, sometimes when I'm like, I really don't feel like working out right now. I'll literally think about like how nice it's going to feel to take a shower after I get my workout done. And as stupid as that sounds to use a shower as a reward, it helps me. Or like, the bacon that I know Dustin is going to make for breakfast. I'm like, I better get my workout done because I can, I can get upstairs and eat the bacon he just made, you know? And uh, yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just makes it like more rewarding. a little bit more
0: fun i'm totally thinking about like how you know that like i used to sleep until like 2 p.m in the afternoon Mm -hmm. i was also staying out until 4 a.m in these days (laughs) but um now like i wake up really fucking early and i was never an early riser i was always the late night person and i remember when i was wanting to get into that habit Mm -hmm. of waking up early because it did feel so much better when i could convince myself to get out of bed earlier And one of the things that I didn't, I didn't even think about this until now when you were just talking about rewarding, I literally reward myself getting out of bed early to like making my coffee is my reward. So like I get so excited to go to bed at night because I'm excited to wake up the next morning and have my coffee.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, and that's exactly how it works. Like that's exactly how you're going to get yourself to show up. And it might take a minute for you to like make the changes and to like identify like what that thing is but once you do it helps make things so much easier and one thing I normally suggest for like the girls in my boot camp too is like if you string together enough workouts like let's say you want to work out like consistently for the next three weeks like if you bargain with yourself and you're like okay once I work out today I'm gonna move like a few dollars into this separate savings account and like pay myself for my workout. So then when you string together enough workouts, buying yourself the new pair of shoes that you want to buy or the new pair of Jesus jeans you want to buy. Christ.
0: I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Not that I have money to move into my <laughs> savings account, but that's yeah. very, that's a really good idea.
1: Yeah. Because it, I mean, it encourages consistency and it's like, if you're gonna buy like buy that thing as it is, it's like why not use that as a way to like get excited and to motivate yourself to do the thing that you want to do? And then when <laughs> you get to buy that new thing, you're gonna you're gonna be more likely to show up for your workouts moving forward.
0: You know what I'm thinking about right now while you're saying this? What? The fact that I used to have a sex jar. Yes. Yeah. But that's totally. You don't need to reward yourself <laughs> for having sex, but you can because I used to. yeah Yeah. and I would save up money every time I'd have sex I'd put a couple Uh, dollars in my jar and then I would eventually have enough money to buy something Yeah,
1: well it's like if you wanted to like spice up your sex life or something and you're like I don't know maybe I want to have sex more often and I can't really get myself excited for it or something (laughs) like cool I'll pay myself afterwards
0: like prostitution (laughs) that's literally what I used to do that is hysterical I totally forgot about that
1: Uh, yeah I remember the sex jar was at the top of those stairs yeah did it did it have a label on it or
0: it had a label it had it had a label that said sex jar on it because it had to yeah
1: I was like so you definitely hid that when your parents came over I just
0: yeah turned it around so the label was at the wall (laughs) good times
1: you know that's actually funny too because This just kind of reminds me of like a swear jar. Yeah. Like it's like you put the coin in when you swear or whatever to deter people from like swearing. But this is actually something that can help you too, like creating consistency with a habit. Like, like if there's something you don't want to do, but you do it like your workout, like putting the money in. Um, But also the book that I read, Atomic Habits, he talks about like those tasks that you want to do, like if it's like making a sales call or something like that, like moving coins or paper clips from one jar to the other to like give yourself a visual representation of what it is that you've done. It's more satisfying for you to actually show up and do the thing that you don't want to do. So you could do this like when it comes to like workouts, like checking off your calendar or like, Something simple like that, but Damn. some way to kind of track and visually see what you're doing because it's actually going to be more satisfying to show up and do that thing.
0: That's such a good tip. That's so fucking true.
1: And it's so weird because it's like literally just, it's like tricking your brain almost. Yeah, you know? it really like,
0: is. It's like brain training at the same time. Yeah,
1: It's like, what what does moving one thing from the uh, one jar to the next do besides make you feel like... Satisfied. Yeah. It
0: makes you feel like you're actually accomplishing something. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, a big thing for me that I've done to help myself take steps into certain different things. Like, for example, um, I've had to learn how to like really take like medication and like supplements on time. And so I had to like start learning. how to like pack them into like little these little baggies Mm -hmm. um and that's not fun like Mm -mm. it's not fun to sit there and have all of your medications out in front of you and like divide them all up by the time of day and by days and stuff but what I realized is it's easier to do those kind of tasks for myself if I make them into like I like to call them like a ritual so like for example there's a um Wednesday night Generation Lime meetup that I do every week. So during that meetup, I always pack my supplements for the week because, yeah, because it's like I'm on a Zoom call, but I'm not talking the whole time. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just pack my supplements while I sit there. And then obviously I can multitask and talk if I need to at Mm -hmm. the same time. But it just makes it easier because it's not taking any extra time out of my schedule at that point.
1: You know exactly when you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like That's just perfect because it's like, you know, when you're going to do it based on what you're already doing.
0: Yeah. So that's definitely helped.
1: That's perfect.
0: I think that's my big tip of the day, isn't it? (laughs) Like fucking just don't take any extra time to do anything. Just blend it in with something else. (laughs) Well,
1: I think really what you've gotten at is like using what you're doing and just building in those like habits and doing the things that you need to do.
0: Just adding something else in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is so easy to do. Like it's like all you're doing is shifting one little thing. Like instead of sitting there scrolling on your phone, like you might be doing during the downtime of your Zoom, you're packing your meds.
0: My left butt cheek's falling asleep while we're sitting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, obviously like making changes and like taking those steps to build healthier habits can seem insanely overwhelming. But I think... The most important thing is really just to start small, not to do a complete overhaul. Look at like what it is that you're currently doing, your current routine, like what it is that's triggering you to like do the bad things and just figure out how you can kind of shift that to set you up for success.
0: Mm -hmm. I think this is all really good tips. I think Haley's definitely the habit master over me. (laughs) So if you have any extra Uh, questions about creating habits and taking these steps... (laughs) She's probably the more resourceful one to go to. Yeah. Um, Just because you know of a lot of resources for that stuff that you've used, whereas I have sort of just made it up myself.
1: Yeah, there are a couple (laughs) books. So if you're like, Haley, where'd you get all this information? The book Atomic Habits by James Clear is incredible. He breaks this all down. And then there's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. I don't know how you say it, but those books have been game-changing for me.
0: You know what I just realized? What? I can read all of your books now because I'm going to be living with you. (gasps) (gasps) You guys, she's not going to be the only habit master soon. I'm about to be (laughs) real educated. We'll
1: have to do part two.
0: (laughs) Uh, okay well Well, i hope this helped you guys um today and obviously if you know where to find us if you have any extra questions as always if you guys have any other topics that you want us to cover please dm us on instagram that is social soul podcast really easy to find us yes
1: we yeah we'll put together an episode specifically for you
0: Yep. all right we will see you guys next time
1: bye you